Picture this, you're driving down the highway and come across a traffic jam. Adding further stress, you're now behind an 18-wheeler in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. Right as you contemplate cutting off another car to go around this massive rig, you notice the digital display showing you an advertisement for headache power. Did that trailer just read your mind, or are you witnessing the future of digital advertising? Truck drivers hope so. They can finally be paid more for this hauling things inside the trailer. Can the back of a trailer be a gold mine for carriers and advertisers? We'll find out in this episode of Loaded and Roll. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Wasson. Trailers are good at hauling things, but recent trends in mobile ad technology are now opening new doors to allow them to also be drivable billboards. Most companies will try to wrap a trailer like a fancy candy bar, but this process is costly and time-consuming, especially if the branding changes. But one company is pioneering a new way with digital billboards attached to trailers powered by the cloud. They're using a digital LED display paired with software solutions to change the way we view on-road advertising. Joining me to talk about the coming trucking trailer digital advertising revolution is Dustin Cox, Chief Revenue Officer with AdLoad, an end-to-end -end digital out-of-home platform using trailers to help advertisers reach audiences. Welcome, Dustin. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Happy to have you on the show. You know, it's post-Thanksgiving, so finally, uh, I think I finally digested all the turkey I ate over the past few days, but kind of digging into <laughs> this platform as well, what's the origin story? What kind of got everybody into, you know, digital advertising on trailers? Yeah, so we we all kind of come from the transportation background, so I spent uh, the you know, the majority of my career at Coyote Logistics, uh, then changed into Mastery Logistics. So we have a great understanding of kind of logistics industry in general. Um, but one of our co-founders actually has owned his own trucking company for about 22 years now. Um, so the origin story is really that he was looking uh, to solve a problem which is consistent, I think, across industry, which is driver shortage. So he was actually looking to do a driver hiring ad um, here in our area of Sacramento. Um, and he found out that he couldn't really uh, get any inventory, any billboard space that was out along the side of the highway to be able to advertise what he was hiring for. Um, so he was kind of like, "Hey, how do we, how do we change this? How do we utilize the these massive fifty three foot trailers that we have going down the road every day and turn those into you know actual displays to kind of help our business from that standpoint?" Um, so the idea was born. It actually started with a fifty five inch screen Vizio TV that we uh, implemented into the back of this trailer, wired it up. Um, and then started playing, you know, kind of different, uh, different general ads that we could from, you know, around the local area, um, and then kind of piloted another, you know, 10 screens. Um, and now we're up to about, uh, about a hundred full screens that are active on the highway right now. And that's fascinating because there's also a platform that goes with it. That was why when I looked at the website, I was like, oh, they're putting them on the back, but there's this tired tech stack, correct? That goes into not just the advertiser, but helping you find out who's seeing it. Correct. Yeah. And that's kind of the, uh, where our CEO comes into place. So he's been a software developer for the last, you know, 15 years. So he kind of came in with this idea of how to, um, connect these screens to an actual platform that we could, you know, instantaneously make changes, um, you know, geofence specific advertising to, um, you know, specific locations throughout the country. 
Um, so it is, it is very kind of technical in that sense to where we can, um, you know, utilize that platform that's connected to all these screens via the cloud and make changes, um, you know, do things like advertising by time of day, um, advertising by, you know, specific geographic locations. So there is a lot of, uh, kind of software component that goes into this as well. So that's kind of like with the geofencing. That's where if I'm at a certain spot, we have actually a map as well with some of your information from the website. This is fascinating. So this is an example of some of the geofencing. If I go in a different state or a city, I can technically target my ads, right? Based on where I am. 100%. Yeah, and that's been a great tool for a lot of our clients to utilize because, again, we do a lot of regional, you know, hyper-local um, advertising as well. And, you know, somebody in Sacramento isn't necessarily looking to target an audience in LA or vice versa. So they don't have to, you know, spend a budget or have a budget allocated for, you know, billboards or things that they won't be able to utilize targeting the right audience that they want to reach. Um, whereas with our platform, you can, and you can get a, a, almost to the longitude latitude of where you want to go. We've done campaigns where we've done like actual truck stops where we've, uh, you know, geofenced that location, um, Amazon facilities, large distribution centers to be able to target um, specific drivers, carriers, brands, um, things like that in a, in a centralized location. I think that's fascinating. And I, I think the, the platform, D-O-O-H, Digital Out of Home, is a do or don't, kind of like the Simpsons, don't. It's a doe. Yeah, it's a doe. It's the, it's the Bart Simpson or Homer Simpson uh, <laughs> monologue there. But yeah, digital out of home is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So any type of media, any type of advertising marketing that you consume outside of your home. So that doesn't include, you know, TV, um, you know, TV, um, trying to think of like magazines, things like that. Um, what it does include, obviously, is, you know, anything that you're going to be out and about seeing. So, you know, bus ads, right? Uh, train stop ads, subway ads, um, you know, things like that, that you're they're commuting from to back and forth from work um, or to the grocery store or whatever. Um, so gas station TV is something that has kind of, you know, been a major player in that when you're filling up your gas, you see kind of the the advertisements right there on the on the gas pump. So um, it's kind of gaining a lot of traction. Um, it's, you know, not notoriously, but historically been, um, you know, traditional billboards, right on the side of on the side of the highway. Um, you know, obviously, coming into the 21st century, people are looking to utilize technology and, and that digital aspect of how to kind of generate more um, awareness, more um, exposure um, to brands and agencies that are looking for that. Well, it kind of reminds me of just how stuck in the past. It reminds me how you had the rappers on the buses downtown. And it was always like a personal injury lawyer. So I guess if you got hit by the bus, just look at the side. Oh, I need to call that guy. Like, we're finally moving past that, right? A hundred percent. We've actually, funny enough, done a couple of, of personal injury and a worker's compensation lawyer. So uh, it makes, makes all the sense in the world. Well, that's why I feel like if you're looking, even if you're a driver, you could have your own targeted ad saying, hey, did you make sure you secured this? And if something falls a box on you, call this number real quick. Exactly. Yep. No, 100%. And kind of digging in here, looking at this opens up the door for cool uses and applications. Uh, what are some of the cooler ones that you all have found out as you're developing this technology or some cool uses or ads that you've been able to run so far? Yeah, so we we've actually done um, you know for-profit companies as well as nonprofit companies. So um, some of the the cooler ones that we've been a part of has been the Los Angeles Angels. We did a ticket promotion campaign for them 
to where we actually did um, a geofenced area around kind of the LA County, Anaheim, Ontario, in the Empire um, area to where we were, you know, promoting tickets on the back of our, our trailers and our screens for, um, you know, set amount of price. Um, and what we actually did was we ran that campaign for about uh, six weeks. And we were able to measure, um, we'll kind of get into this later, but able to measure the amount of people that saw those specific advertisements in that area and then attributed that back to whether or not they went to the actual stadium, to Angel Stadium to watch a game, right? So what we found is actually there was a 33% um, uptick or a 33% um, result that if they were exposed to that specific ad, they were 33% more likely to go to a game and actually went to a game. Um, so being able to have that data, being able to have those results and being able to kind of put that into a comprehensive report um, to show different clients, different uh, you know, brands that might want to advertise with us, it was really cool to see kind of you know, the ROI that they were receiving from that. Um, another one we actually just finished up as well uh, was for Chick-fil-A. Um, so we did a local campaign for a... Um, Chick-fil-A location here in Stockton, California and Manteca, California, um, to where we geofence their specific um, region. So whenever a truck, one of our 100 trucks went into that specific geofence, it would begin playing that Chick-fil-A ad highlighting their, I think it was like autumn spice shake and then um, the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Um, and then we're actually getting results right now um, for you know how many people actually took that exit, or you know eventually a day later, two days later, went into that uh, Chick Fil A location to purchase one of those items. So those are really cool applications that we're able to kind of uh, you know utilize data, utilize the things that we have um, you know via our platform to be able to give that back to the client and say this is exactly what happened from here. Well, I like, uh, um, I like page I guess, views, how it's yeah. like you get page views, but now we're doing trailer views. Is that kind of one of the things where do you have to use sensors or are you going by density? What is one of the better ways to help measure it that you all have found uh, to help give that competitive edge? Yeah, so what it, it's very, it is very technical and uh, I, I would dare to say Big Brother-esque. Um, so each cell phone in the entire world has its own unique advertiser ID. Um, so what we do, each screen that we have on the back of these trailers is equipped with a computer, 4G Wi-Fi. It's constantly pinging off of you know, Wi-Fi signals, open applications on a particular cell phone, and we're collecting that data. It's all anonymous data, so it doesn't know if it's you, it doesn't know if it's me, but it is attributed to an actual unique advertiser ID. And what we do is we overlay that data that we receive with a third-party data verification company that has you know all this data on demographics and um, you know whether or not you were in that area at that specific time of day viewing that ad or within you know 150 feet of our viewing distance to be able to see what that ad was. Um, so we kind of combine those things, overlay that data together to be able to give us a very you know accurate number in terms of how many impressions that we received from a specific, you know, 10 second ad play or, you know, a campaign throughout the entire, um, throughout the entire lifespan. We have a audience demographic image I'll toss up as well from the website. I think this is fascinating. I love the details in the tech because I didn't, uh, I didn't ever think, I know with Apple and stuff and a lot of them, they anonymize your data, but it's so fascinating to see like you could theoretically do real time demographic testing in addition to the ads, and you could probably help brands figure out that if you're going to maybe Dunkin' Donuts and you stop by the gas station, a lot of people are stopping by and fueling up. So it opens a lot of doors. 
A hundred percent. And that, that's what advertisers are really looking for in this day and age too, is they want to they wanna attract and, and reach a specific demographic in most cases, right? They don't want to just generalize the entire audience with their advertising anymore. They really want to have that impact that they, that they want to see from, you know, the particular brand, the particular product. Um, so being able to give them these demographics and, and this data, you know, in real time is, is extremely, you know, a, a very competitive edge for us. Um, so it is again, very, very interesting, very technical. And there's a lot of, a lot of data that we have to, uh, you know, sift through and, and make sure that we're making accurate statements. But um, it's been a great, uh, you know, great tool for us and advertisers alike. So large metropolitan, I'm assuming if I'm in Atlanta and I'm stuck in traffic, this is where you really start to see this competitive edge because you have a captivated audience within that amount. And you're able to say, well, this amount of people have been able to see the back of this advertiser and you can sell based mm -hmm. on the spot. So like, does that theoretically open the door? Let's say I want to buy an ad and I've got two different companies, a pizza joint and a taco joint. I could theoretically make a geofence and once they reach a certain mile marker, I give them the pizza joint or I can switch to the taco joint. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we can actually do, you know, geofencing by, again, as you said, that mile marker, right? So if there's a, you know, a taco joint that's five miles ahead, we could almost, you know, essentially guide people into that taco joint saying, you know, hey, exit in five miles. Hey, taco joint exit in four miles, taco joint exit in three miles, just getting to that kind of, um, you know, sequence of of mile markers into that actual location which is extremely again beneficial for you know the company because even if you're going down the highway and you see a billboard whether that be you know traditional you know static or digital um you're going to pass it right you're, you're going to pass it you might see it you might not um you know what we really have a competitive edge in is dwell time so you know you could be stuck in traffic in atlanta right for example and you could see that ad, you know, three, four, five, six times potentially if you're if you're stuck behind it enough. So that's what really kind of drives that those buying decisions and, and drives that uh, familiarity with with a lot of these different brands and companies that we work with. I like that just because you know we talk about in media. I write a newsletter. I do. We look for conversions, page views. I mean, sometimes thirty seconds to a minute apparently in this industry is a good deal. But if I'm hanging out going miles down the road like that open, I'm assuming for an advertiser, they're thinking, well, heck, they're going to look at this more and I can quantify it based on the location than if I'm just putting it out there on like a social media blurb or something. And then hopefully I get someone with the cookies that tells me, oh, I did look at it. Right. No, 100%. And that's that's exactly, again, kind of a competitive advantage that we do have in that, in that space is, you know, I think there's a stat out there that it takes about six, you know, six hits for someone to actually make a buying decision on certain things. So if we can get all those six hits in one false swoop, you know, that's uh, that's obviously more advantageous from an advertising standpoint to be able to say, hey, this makes more sense to allocate my budget or my advertising money towards this platform rather than, you know, something that's not gonna get me as many hits in a specific area um, you know, as ad load could do. And kind of digging into uh, how does the process work with the care, you know, the equipment, the hardware side, is this something where you all are currently uh, having your own trailers and you're doing the work or do you partner with tra uh, companies and then you can install it on their trailers? Yeah, so both. So we, we do have a fleet of our own trailers that we do operate. Um, I think of about 30 um, 30 trailers that we do have equipped with our with our screens on our own trailers. Um, but we do also partner with third-party carriers as well. 
um, and how that process works. It's a revenue share model. So we kind of vet out our entire carrier base pretty extensively in terms of, you know, what kind of freight that they're hauling, whether it's dedicated, if it's, you know, a drop, drop, live, live, um, because obviously if it's, if it's a drop, drop situation, it really doesn't, it, it's not as advantageous for us because if a trailer sitting for, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours, you're not generating those impressions that we need from an advertising standpoint. So it's hard for us to be like, yeah, let's just equip your trailers and, and put it on there and see how it goes. Um, so there's a, there's a very uh, extensive process in that. And we currently are kind of you know West Coast focused. So we are based in Sacramento. Uh, we have our own installation team, our own yard that kind of does all of our um, you know wiring and installation and things here. Um, but we do go basically from everywhere, from Seattle um, down through Phoenix, Dallas. Um, so the I-5 corridor, the I-10 corridor, I-80, California 99, those are uh, big areas for us. Um, but as we continue to expand, scale, um, you know, those we're going to have to take on new facilities, take on new um, installation professionals, things like that. So we can kind of get this to more um, carrier partners that we would want to partner with. Um, yeah. And in terms of the revenue share model as well, um, depending on what areas you're going to. So if you're going from LA to San Francisco every single day, that's your, you know, your milk run. You do it, you know, day after day, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, that's something that we're incredibly interested in because, you know, you're you're getting a ton of impressions, a ton of population exposed in LA. You're going up through, you know, potentially Bakersfield, Fresno, Modesto, Sacramento, San Francisco, right? You're getting all those impressions. So your revenue share, your revenue share percentage is going to be a little bit higher in those specific areas. Now, when we get to, you know, the the Arizona's and the Dallas's and the Texas's of, of the world, um, that's going to be a little bit less because you're going through, you know, rural areas where you're not generating as much impressions as you are, you know, in the, in the major metro areas. But there's still obviously a very big value for us because we're generating impressions where potentially other billboards, other forms of media are not. So, um, yeah, it, it's a great it's a great thing for our carrier partners because they're able to kind of subsidize, you know, whether that be driver pay or um, truck insurance, trailer insurance, gas, anything like that, um, it is an extremely beneficial thing for them, and it helps, especially in you know the times we are right now with uh, with how the supply chain industry is kind of going. Well, I think that's fascinating because I've talked to some startups that uh, you see a lot of payment stuff, payment processors, new fleet cards. I always was curious, like the most clever thing in the world, the fleet payment people were trying to answer a question of uh, what do you buy while at the truck stop? But what would be fascinating to see is, if, you know, the ability theoretically to have the, you know, the trailer, you know, uh, item, you can collect the data to see who pulled into the truck stop. And then when I get out and swipe my card, I partner up to share the data. Now I can see that this actually translated from an impression to potentially a purchase, or you could at least statistically figure out that like, given the likelihood of this many trailers and this many purchases, we could say that we increased it by X or Y. I think that's fascinating. And I know a lot of people with the data, that's the cool thing with the data that can help uh, make decisions. There was a, a lady who couldn't figure out how much Hershey's chocolate they sold at truck stops. And I was thinking, man, that'd be a great way to, <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. And we and we can integrate with all those systems, right? We have API set up to, to integrate into, you know, different softwares, different, uh, different platforms. So that that would be an easy thing for us from a point of sale perspective. Um, 
you know, I think about like a, a Pilot Flying J or a Loves or, you know, these major travel stops that have so much to offer besides gas and, you know, things like that, whether that be, you know, showers, whether that be coffee, um, you know, things like that, being able to measure, you know, what happens when a driver or, you know, a motorist gets to one of those travel stops and, you know, kind of what their life cycle is throughout that entire, you know, half hour, 45 minutes that they spend there. Um, that would be, you know, an ideal situation for us and being able to expand that across the country would be, uh, would just be a dream come true, I think. I feel like with truck parking, the biggest problem is a lot of drivers when they're driving, they're going down the road and they don't know where they're going to park. But you could theoretically, if I owned a bunch of loves or pilots, I could geofence the other trucks to tell the trucks behind them, hey, there's one coming up or I have spots available, just a little vacant or not vacant. And that could theoretically drive me more business just using that kind of knowledge. That and what we've talked about before too is with you know different three PLs like how to how to maximize their load board right so how to how to integrate via API to their load boards have specific geofences let's say in Dallas right and and you know owner operators or, or smaller truck fleets are looking for loads out of Dallas that are you know decently paying or the three PL can't cover you know how do we get that instantaneously on the back of our trailers so that you know other carriers other um, you know, fleets within that uh, specific radius can kind of see, hey, okay, I see a load coming out of, you know, Fort Worth going to Denver. That's where I need to get to. You know, I'm going to call, you know, this, this 3PL, I'm going to call Coyote, TQL, whoever, um, just to, to, to inquire about that load and see kind of what they're paying. That's another thing that we've talked about that I think could change really the, the scope of um, a lot of the, you know, human interaction or, you know, the phone calls, the emails, the back and forth. It's almost like right there in front of you. It reminds me, if I was a 3PL, I'd treat it like an airline. You know, you have the booking flights out. So you could come into Dallas and geofence Dallas and you could say, Watson Logistics loads out. Find these destinations. Call this number or QR code and then bada bing. That's really fascinating. Final thoughts on terms of location. Um, right now it's on the back drop trailers and stuff. I wonder, is there value on the size or are there more hurdles to overcome placing in another part of the trailer? There are hurdles to overcome. And what we've kind of done in terms of like research and development is that not as many people see, um, you know, we've, we've thought about putting screens on the side, let's say. There's not as many people that are viewing that, um, you know, going down the road specifically when you're behind that trailer, right? You might you know, you might go past it and you might look up and you might see, you know, that screen there, but you're not generating as many impressions, as many eyeballs as you would, you know, directly in the back of it. Um, and then as far as the size, um, we've also kind of contemplated that as well. Do we make it a little bit bigger, um, you know, given certain regulations and things like that? How can we, you know, how, how much can we get away with in terms of, uh, you know, uh, not being as distracted as we want to um, for potential drivers? But, um, this has just kind of been, you know, the, the prototype that has really worked for us. And, um, you know, we're looking to potentially expand into, you know, delivery vehicles, box trucks, um, roll doors, things like that in the future. Um, we obviously just want to have a proof of concept in this space and then kind of grow it from there. And then um, also thinking about advertiser feedback so far. I know you've been working with a few like Chick-fil-A. Uh, what's some of the early impressions in terms of using this? I know for most advertisers, this is probably more of a novel concept than what they're used to doing for big ad buys or even things like a podcast. 
Yeah. So that's been the, uh, you know, the feedback has really been positive overall um, from an advertiser standpoint. Um, specifically, you know, the work that we've done with nonprofits, and I'll just kind of plug that for a minute, but we've worked with like the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We've worked with uh, foster care. We've worked with the Anti-Predator Project. Um, all of these... Um, you know, nonprofits that really have a, a drive for awareness on the things that they're doing. So National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, right? They unfortunately have children and teens that go missing, uh, you know, almost on a daily basis. Um, they actually provide their posters and provide, you know, a, a tip call line to be able to call and we can get that instantaneously up on our platform of 100 trucks that are going throughout the entire West Coast um, immediately. So we can generate that exposure, generate that awareness in truck stops where, you know, human trafficking is unfortunately a, a big part of where people stop and get gas and go to the bathroom and everything like that. So that's been a big component of what we, you know, want to do and we want to kind of help out with. Um, so that feedback has been great. And then from just a, a generalized advertiser standpoint, they... They love the concept because it is, you know, it checks all the boxes, right? It's digital. You're yeah, able to change yeah. it instantaneously, mobile. Um, so it has been very positive from their perspective, too. Perfect. Dustin, thanks for us for coming on. We'll definitely have to check out you all. The AdLoad, AdLoad.com, right? AdLoadTechnologies.com, yep. Perfect. Thanks so much, Dustin. Thanks again for coming on, and we'll be keeping an eye out. That's going to be a wrap for today, but check out the newsletter Wednesdays and Saturdays, and join us next week at 1 p.m. because we'll do it live.